skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Welcome to Skin and Blister. <laughs> Hi guys. What's Hi. up with you? Happy Easter. Um, Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy bunny ears. Um, I am well. I'm well. I'm just uh, back from vacay, so I'm feeling a bit of the post-vacay, post-vacay-ness. Yes, you have been Let's complaining ex- that you have two jobs today, but I've just realized you've been away for at the beach for quite a while, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like five days. Here's the thing, though. When Let's talk about this, because I bet you have this too. When you're a business owner and you take a vacation, it's not really like you have time off. You just squish all your jobs to either end of your vacation. You know, all your tasks just get squished and compounded into either end. Yeah, this is the self-employed way of life um, yeah <laughs> and then we we're also quite bad at actually being off when we're off so we we end up texting oh no anyway but that's okay I mean that's the nature of what we do because we have to you know yeah or sure everyone's got supplies and stuff so yeah I, I I actually had some jobs done while I was gone so I was texting away too oh well you know it's it's pros and cons. Pro is you're getting paid while you're gone. Well, I guess people do with normal jobs too. <laughs> yeah, Damn it. No, I thought that got, was one I've of the pros. Got, <laughs> oh, man. I've never got holiday pay. And it's uh, kind of you have to do it over here. Yeah, yeah. Here you don't. Um, but most like nine to five jobs will do that. But then... The difference is you can only ask for ask for like limited time off. Um, and here that's like one or two weeks often. And then for a year. Yeah, which is ter- is very grim. Um, and oh, then wow. obviously some jobs are a lot better. They do like six weeks or something. But um, yeah, as a business owner, that is a pro. You can take time off whenever you want but you'll you'll be punished for it because then you'll have more work to do <laughs> so it's like when a, you it's come a back a conundrum yeah. yeah bit of a conundrum um, over here we have 28 days if you work full-time you get 28 days automatically and then a lot of jobs some wow jobs, um you know the more uh i don't know the ones that are trying to keep their people they have unlimited holiday but yeah (laughs) but what tends to happen with those is the people take less holiday than they're meant to than like the the legal amount um that's the general way that That goes so strange i'd be taking all of it the whole year (laughs) yeah and you wouldn't have the job very long well, they said it was unlimited. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I guess that's why you wouldn't be hired in the first place. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, well, tell no, us you're about not. your trip if you'd like. Okay, wait. I have some bullet points so you can choose. Um, what a relief. Let's see. <laughs> Um, okay, first bullet point, um, HOA and bears in the neighborhood, number one. Wait, tell this me. This one's quite a drama. Uh, homeowners um, Association. Oh, okay, that sounds, okay, what's the next one? Uh, next one is um, vacation slash driving eight hours on either end. nightmare okay yeah and the last one is should you buy your child a harmonica well i know the answer to that one and it is no um (laughs) Uh all right i think i'm gonna say vacation 
eight hours one first and then AK, okay and you can probably get the harmonica in there somehow as well all right but let's do it so uh as a speaking of differences between americans and brits since that's what we're actually supposed to do on this podcast sometimes um would you drive eight hours to go somewhere for five days and then drive eight hours back um well i know this is a big thing over there but this would be very unusual in the in over actually that would be so two of those days had the driving in them so really you get three three days days. well it's no basically four because you got two halves on either end all right so basically no that is way too far to drive for three full days (laughs) but i'm gonna counter that by saying i am trying to sort out how to bring luna to portugal in december and it's like oh 20 hours driving so i don't know why don't you just bring her on the plane it's more difficult than i don't really want her to go under the plane i just feel like that's a bit sad for the baby Mm. is that how they do understand she's a baby um if they're under if they're under eight kilos they can come with you but she's definitely not under eight kilos you've got to starve her that's the solution no it's like it's like a fighter cutting weight before they have their fight so they can fight at a lower weight class it would be too horrible because when we first got her she was nine and a half kilos and she was so skinny do you remember she was like a little twiglet um now she's grown into herself a bit more and she's she's very cute now um but now she can't get to eight kilos it doesn't make sense for her bod oh yeah yeah it's probably better to what about is there a train that you could take is there a train from like there's a ferry from yeah the thing is i don't know where which country i'm going to be in in christmas so it's all very relative but there's a a ferry from genoa to barcelona i believe okay and then from there it's like 12 hour drive (laughs) dear god and the ferry is 20 hours no no we'll sort something out okay we'll sort Um, it Uh, for those who don't know because you're not our siblings we're going to portugal in december that's what we were talking about it's gonna be a big old reunion so stay tuned for that exciting i do remember when you forced us to drive from (laughs) north carolina to upstate new york that was a nightmare that was so easy we didn't even drive the whole way. I mean, we yeah, you guys overnight. had it easy. I was the one driving. You guys were just sitting there complaining the whole time. They made me so had I done this drive by myself, I would have gone the whole thing in one day. I would have got up at like four, just driven and gotten there because I don't like stopping. It just prolongs the torture. Unless, like, you're stopping somewhere cool and you have stuff to do there. Um, yeah, don't stop. So, but but Saz and Greg being the weak-minded little Europeans that they are <laughs> when it comes to driving, they were like, oh, my God, we're going to die if we have to drive for that long. So we had to get a motel and the beds were horrible. And no one slept. And I didn't. And it was. I was going to say, I didn't sleep. So it would have been better just to drive. Yeah. And it was at like a truck stop. It was horrendous. Um, So yeah, that happened. And then they didn't even drive back. They flew out of New York. And I drove back by myself with the little one in the back. And we were totally fine. And we did it in one fell swoop. So, yeah, this is the difference between Europeans and Americans. Europeans think driving like three hours is a massive deal. And here we do it just to go to dinner. No way, you do not. Anyway, 
when I drive for 20 minutes on my driving lessons, <laughs> I'm already exhausted. So I don't know how I do any significant amount of time. I will say like dad always gets really anxious when I say I'm driving there. He's like, no, don't do it. And I'm like, dad, uh, you wouldn't say that if I was one of our brothers. And he wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I bet he would. I'm quite you nervous think he would driving. 12 okay. hours is a long way. Do you not get, I mean, the, I but think the, the most tickets. dangerous part is the, you would get sleepy. No, I just drink a ton of caffeine. And then if I need to, I pull over and nap for like 10 minutes and it revives me. And then you run around the car like five times and then you keep going. <laughs> no, I don't like driving for 12 hours. It's not fun. Um, but I don't mind for anything eight and under. That's not too bad. And then like it's, our it beach can't trip. It's that much cheaper than the plane ticket. It is like the plane ticket to visit the parents and like to fly to Albany from here is like 350 at least. Like I haven't found anything below 300 for that. Wow. Okay. And there's a connecting flight. So at that point it's like you know you're already traveling for 8 hours at least. Um That's yeah, true. it's really expensive. I guess I suppose the alternative is I could fly into New York the city like Newark that would be a lot cheaper and then take a train up um but I don't know it's just that's a lot of work too so I usually do fly to Albany but it's quite pricey when you pay for if it was just me it's not a big deal but paying for two tickets it gets kind of pricey for just like a weekend trip you know six is it six hundo for oh yeah okay yeah it's yeah. You know, when I flew, when I came to visit you, I first went to dad and mom. And then I came to visit you. And then I went all the way back to the United Kingdom. And that was £650 for the whole thing. <laughs> You're joking. No. <laughs> I hate you. The... <laughs> but I think... The thing is, London to New York generally, if you're it's really not cheap. always, yeah. Well, but you have to get the right, um, like if you need to book, basically, if you need a, a flight, it's going to be a thousand pounds. If you have a bit mm -hmm. of flexibility, you can get it for really cheap. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, relatively cheap. But okay, so so you drove all the way there. How many stops are we talking? Uh, we're quite good. So we only stop like twice, usually, because we have to get gas usually twice. So then we stop and we pack. We always pack all our food for the trip. So otherwise we end up buying fast food and feeling like really gross when we get there. So yeah, we pack sandwiches. We leave at like 6 a.m., and we're there in the early afternoon, so we got like half the day. It's great. We're we're really good at this. We have like very good systems in place. <laughs> and uh, so wholesome. I will say, so wholesome. I know we're like the the American fam family road trip. Um, but yeah, I will say like I'm quite lucky because Simon drove most of the way. I think I drove like two hours. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. So I just get to sit on my phone. I take naps too. It's quite nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so worried to take naps. Whenever I'm with someone, I never take naps because I'm like, but won't that make them more sleepy? I get so paranoid about this thing. I will oh. say I did nap and then Simon was like, oh, I'm so sleepy. And I was like, oh, oh no. no. But then, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was uh, the travel, and yeah, we had a really lovely trip. Um, highlight, I would say. Okay, I have a question for you. What is the weirdest free thing that anyone's ever given you? Like um, at a bar or something? Well, one time I was in the coffee shop, and 
someone came in and was like, do you want this coat? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay. It was so weird, though. It was like, why? That is so strange. I thought maybe it was involved in some crime or something. But it was like, they'd obviously, like, washed it. It was clean, but it was like this really fuzzy coat. Um. I didn't really, I didn't really want to say yes, but then I was just like, oh, okay, because they were like really like, no, the, you can have this coat. I was like, okay. I mean, did they perhaps deal. like were you sitting in the cafe or were you working? No, I was behind the bar. I think it was someone who is fair. Because I was going to say customer. they probably thought you were homeless, and so they wanted to help you. <laughs> I know people do give me clothes for that reason all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, why? Uh but what about you? Um so one of the I think it was this trip. So Simon had class online, so I went at, trotting out to the bar and uh I got oh, no a free salad. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Why? That's the well, worst thing ever. So, I mean, so the bartender, it was like all, I could tell it was like all locals there and they were having this special, amazing cocktails that were like craft cocktails at a craft cocktail bar for $6 was their special because it was thirsty Thursday. I was like, how are you making any money? But um, so all the locals were there and this bartender kept saying to people like, do you want snacks? And they were like, yeah. And and I thought he meant like food. So I got really excited because you know me and snacks. I just like my ears perk up. Um, Yeah. But then instead he made them all shots. I, I didn't have a shot, but then I got this idea in my head snacks means shots i was saying schnapps schnapps maybe no i think he said snacks (laughs) i think it's like little drinks that he makes i don't know anyway i uh then i got this idea in my head as i'm having my six dollar cocktails like Oh, I want a snack. Like he just kept saying snack and I just really wanted a snack. So then I was like, oh man, I thought you were saying snacks. I thought you meant real food. I got all excited. And then he just pulls out from behind the bar, this beautiful blackened chicken salad in a to-go box, like untouched and gives it to me. And I was like, and I was like, wait, this is your dinner. Like I can't take this. And he's like, he just shows me he has this other to go box. So I was like, okay. And I just ate it and then left. Wait, what? I'm sure you tipped as well. I did tip. I did. I don't know how much I tipped, but I tipped well. Man. That is <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, free salad. It was really good. That is very nice of him. What a lovely gent or what lady. What a lovely no, was gent. It, and then I went gent, home and I. T- Yeah, and then I went home and I told Simon, and he was like, yeah, do you know how many free things I get at bars? And I was like, well, you just told me that in Mexico you got a free taco, so you can't complain. (laughs) One taco. One taco. Three, three, if you buy three, you get one free. I don't think no, I, I think get you, free yeah. things at bars. I'm more, I'm the more the type that's buying for people. Obviously, people buy for me as well, but I do my round. I remember when I had forty pounds in my account, and I <laughs> like went out with all these people. And the funny thing was, oh, no. I was it was our bo- volleyball team. And like they were all like a lot of them were professionals, so they were doing like graphic design and what some of them were in finance. And then I was working at this cafe, like really quite broke, making six pounds an hour. And then we all went out, and I bought like everyone around, and like it was exactly 40 pounds. I was like, Oh, oh my I gosh, guess, I guess we're on the tuna cans again this week. Because I used to just eat that, plain tuna out of a can for protein. 
That is so grim. Like a little alley also cat. that <laughs> Yeah, you were basically a cat. Eating cat food. Uh that is like very irresponsible though, don't you think? Um no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> One time I had 10 pounds in my account and like for some reason I really was like I need to buy something. I don't know why I had usually I'm pretty good at saving but obviously at that time I wasn't. So I went to the store and I bought tanning lotion which I've never used or <laughs> no then or now. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, no but I get it because like I've been there and when you're like that close to the edge you know i've been there with like one dollar in my account and no credit card like just completely broke and uh you just want to buy something because it i don't know it like makes you feel somehow like you're not like dirt poor if you can buy something that's not necessarily useful Mm. but it's like so I get it. It's like it makes sense because I used to do that too. I used yeah, to go to like weird. a thrift store and buy like this was before like um, smartphones were like big. And mm. so I went and bought like a GPS for my car and it was like $70. <laughs> and I thought it was like a steal. It was like my big purchase for the week. and then it became obsolete in like two months oh oh no um see if simon wants to come on because i want to ask him about this thing that you always get free drinks and he never gets anything okay i will i'll i'll see if he'll come on in a bit i think i think he's like busy right now but um um that would be interesting yes no, it's it's an interesting thing. It's not so much a thing over here, these free drinks. Um, or maybe it's just yeah. not free now. <laughs> no, it might just be for me, not so much. Definitely if you're going out with someone. Um, the thing is, when I go out with someone, I do like to... Uh, you texted me rather than Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you checking your phone while we're recording? It comes up on the screen. Calvin just texted me, are you free to come on the pod? Talk about a moment of truth. I'm right here, lady. Um, No, but when I used to go out with people, they would offer to buy, but then I would want to offer as well because you know me, Mm -hmm. independent lady. Um, Yeah. But definitely, I mean... When I first got with Fran, the lovely Francesco, he's such a gentleman. He used to never let me pay for stuff. Um, he also used to say, I'll never let you wash dishes. <laughs> um, My, how the tables have turned. How the turntables have switched direction. No, I've, he still does his fair share for sure. But um, That is a very yeah. romantic thing to say. Also very unrealistic. He he was a tricky one. (laughs) Yeah, he trapped you with false promises. No, he always always takes care of me. me. But he's going away for a week, so I'm really going to have to take care of myself for a week, it sounds like. That will be new for you. (laughs) i'm gonna be checking in every few minutes like are you still alive exactly who's gonna cook dinner i don't even know you'll eat a lot of hummus i think hummus and pot noodles maybe resort back to the tuna although cans of tuna maybe cans of chickpeas instead The other thing I used to eat, so I used to like eat um, baked beans out of the tin, just cold. Oh, no. That is a nutritious snack. You know what I used to do? This is on the same vein as we were discussing earlier. We had like 
a subway across the street from our house, but not, Mm -hmm. geez, not my house across the street from my work. And so I'd get like really hungry because I couldn't afford food. Um, So I would just go to subway and the guy there was really nice and he would just give me free subs like every time. That's so kind. It was so sweet. Yeah. Um, What a kind man. Speaking of Subway, though, when we, I remember Subway was like the gourmet option. Do you, did you ever go on any trips with like mom and dad and you would stop at McDonald's? Did you ever do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said, I think the best one we stopped at was like Applebee's. Ooh, love those microwave meals. One time we went to this big um, mall, a mall. How do you say mall? Mall. (laughs) 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 And we, everyone got McDonald's, but I was like, no way am I getting McDonald's because I was already annoying even back then. And I went trotting across the way and got myself Subway. And I was like, oh, look at this healthy option I'm getting. (laughs) Uh, And I was very proud of myself. And then on the way back, everyone went to Subway because they looked so nice. But I think Subway used to be better. Like now it seems Uh, really not very nice. I think it was just because we like our standards were different. Like, we had really good food on the commune, like really good uh, homegrown vegetables and meat, but it was very plain. Like, there wasn't, we didn't season it very much. So, like, whenever we went somewhere else and got other food, like, it's so seasoned that it tastes amazing, you know, because there's all the dressings and, like, um. And like McDonald's, for instance, they like engineer that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was just that like our taste and anything different was incredibly novel. Like we made these amazing uh, donuts for whenever we had our lantern walk in fall where we'd walk around (laughs) with lanterns and sing songs for hours. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was basically it. Um, and you tried to like stay with the rest of the group singing, but the the syncopation would get all off because it was like this long line of people. So like one end of the line would be singing at a different rate than the other end of the line, and it was quite jarring. Um, but and we would always like compete to have the best lantern as well. It was like your chance to show off your art skills but yeah so we wait and you would also compete to see who could swing theirs around catching fire and inevitably loads of them would catch fire and it would just be like be this like crisis because if they like (laughs) caught fire the only way to just put it out was just to stamp on it and break it it. nothing It was like all the all the dads would like come running over and stamp come rushing on it. over and stamp, and you just spent hours making this little lantern just to have people stamp oh, on it. The trauma, um, but anyway, yeah, then the best saying? part was the donuts. Oh yeah, the donut at the end because we would have these like amazing fresh donuts that were still hot and like covered in frosting. Um, and they were so good. And then occasionally we'd get like Dunkin' Donuts um, as like a really special treat. And that was like so much more um, sought after than those like homemade donuts. Yeah. And they were definitely worse, the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, definitely. But we were just like, this is so novel. It's just an example of like, when something is like new and different, it's like very attractive in that kind of setting, even if it's not as good. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Simon's here. You want to ask him about that? Oh, yes, please. Can you hear oh. us? Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> I could until Simon pulled it out of my ear. All right. Don't bicker. <laughs> Hi, Simon. How are you doing? 
Doing well, Sarah. How are you? Oh, yeah, very good. Oh, you're very crystal clear over there. Um, the question we have for you today is we're hearing quite often about how Kelda's getting free stuff when she goes to bars. Um, and I wanted to I know told her how about much... the salad. <laughs> I want to know how much free stuff you're getting, Simon, when you go to the bar. That's the question for me today, huh? Um, <laughs> oh, no. Well, this hap this doesn't happen when I'm with if her. If we break up, it's your fault, Sarah. <laughs> if I'm with this her. Is this is not time. like a bad thing, surely. It's like a money saver for both, I imagine. Is it? Yeah, I don't not mind sure. if people want to give her free things, especially, <laughs> you know, the, the bartender, especially. Um <laughs> But it doesn't, oddly enough, it doesn't happen when the two of us are together and clearly a couple. So. Yeah, it does, because <laughs> you got me free stuff. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you're so silly, God. <laughs> Your question okay, is how but... often does it happen to me? Yeah. Yes. Is this an American thing or is this just called a out and about? <laughs> yeah, it's just a what they perceive to be a single woman out thing. I am not. I don't I don't go around saying I'm single. That's why I clearly said what they perceive to be. <laughs> but Calder did say that you got a free taco. So <laughs> tell us how that went down, if you don't mind. Yeah, it, um, I suppose it has happened. I, see, see. Last week I was in Mexico City. It was awesome. Um Awesome. Spent like a nine days there. And I don't know why I even mentioned this, but I stopped in for a mezcal or something at a kind of random off the beaten path place. And the owner came out and was clearly excited to see a, a gringo and practice his English on me there and wanted me to come back and bring others like me. Um, yeah. And he gave me a taco in the middle of all that. <laughs> It was a really small go. taco. And the, How did it feel when you got a free thing at a bar? It was a mixed blessing because the reason I was in Mexico, to be honest, was dental tourism. And oh, yeah. I had had <laughs> I had had some minor dental surgery like the day before. So that taco was difficult to eat, but I didn't want to uh, be rude. Had to fork and knife it. But uh, it was delicious. It felt good. I wonder if he thought you were like a psychopath eating a taco with a knife and fork. That's kind of like eating pizza with a knife and fork. He didn't sit there and watch me, but... I would say it's anyway. worse than eating pizza with a knife and fork because a taco is has its own little... That's the whole point of it, isn't it? It's a snack. Yeah, and it Speaking was like a small taco. It would have been two bites to any healthy mouth. <laughs> yeah because usually you get tacos in do you do over here they always give you like three tacos that's like an order two usually here two here and they charge you like twelve dollars now for two it's a bit much but these ones are miniature i'm talking oh how can i say it so americans will understand since you don't do metrics. coaster sized Coaster size. Actually, that's really good. Yeah, it is coaster size. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, if you there's get two this, here, they're pretty big. There's this funny meme that's like, Americans will do anything except actually use measurements. Have you seen this? No. No. no Have no. you not seen? Oh, my word. So it's like the meme goes on. There's a small boulder the size of a large boulder. Oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. Um, I will. I will keep an eye out for that. I find the uh, visual comparisons a lot easier than just like, yeah, numbers. So, Simon, before you go, what was your favorite part of our trip, and what was your oh, least yeah. favorite part? Oh, On yes, the please. Spot. Um, mm -hmm. my least favorite part other than a couple tussles with the kid, of course. Um, Not actual tussles, <laughs> mental tussles. No, no. Physical tussles, I think I'd <laughs> get the better of him. But um, mentally, he's formidable emotionally. Uh, my, 
the drive was kind of rough, particularly the drive down there because I had just gotten back from Mexico City and I was pretty tired. Uh, last thing I kind of wanted to do was leave home and hop in a car for like eight hours, but I did it. I, t- I was just saying how it nice out. it was to be on my phone and nap. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> um, oh dear. And then the best part is there were a lot of good parts. We had a really good trip. Um, we had really minimized the, you know, the not great parts. We're, we're getting better and better at this. So it was, ate at a lot of good restaurants, did a lot of cool activities, not too much, not too little. But the best mm-hmm. part, I'm going to have to say that alligator park, which sounds mm. super cheesy. For, we went to an alligator park. Florida is full of such attractions, but this was a good one. And it had a lot of non-alligator that, animals that were pretty cool. And one little area in particular that was this winding boardwalk over a pond for lack of a better word with like a couple hundred alligators in it and then just (laughs) crazy birds everywhere nesting like you could reach out and touch their nests if you were so inclined probably a bad idea but nice um yeah so yeah that was pretty majestic in an artificial way it was very and then they fed the alligators and it was this like roiling mass of alligators just all in one spot climbing on each other's backs to grab rats off of a string that they were dangling oh. <laughs> Sarah's that face. Is very, that is very sad for me. Um, have, sorry. Okay. have you seen alligators up close, Sarah? Yeah, because I used to live in Florida for a year. Oh, so right. we used to go, every time we would have visitors, we would take them to this alligator park, which was, it was really cool. It sounds very similar, a boardwalk through, and the flora and the flora, yeah, the flora is that the plants is very beautiful yeah. around alligators. Yeah. I always find mm-hmm. big ferns. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Jurassic trees. Park. Yeah, but alligators are scary. Like they they could if you stepped off the boardwalk, you, that's it. You're eating. They can move weirdly <laughs> fast. It's weird because it's you go along and they're just lying there looking like slugs. And you just think, oh, like, that's not very threatening. But God looking forbid you fall off. <laughs> yeah, there was like, like slugs or like alligators. <laughs> there was like a couple of hundred like people chicken. gathered on like one side of this deck thing at the where they fed them. So at, at that time, everybody, alligators and people conglomerated in <laughs> one relatively oh small area. And I couldn't help but think like if this deck thing goes down, which stranger things have happened than a, too many people oh, gathering no. on one deck. I was like, that would oh, be my word. madness. But no, it was well built. As long as, as long as there's someone in front of you, that's what I always say in those situations. Just make sure like you're not the first one to go in because... Yeah, they say you, you don't they have to be the fastest. You you don't have to be the fastest. You just can't be the slowest. They don't yeah. need a very much food either per year. So they'd be set for like several years if that happened. Because they have quite yeah. slow metabolisms. So they'd be okay. Like they wouldn't need feeding for another four years. <laughs> you know, if you, if an alligator chases you, you should run zigzag. Although. Oh, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Oh, man. We're just telling all um, our alligator facts now. The other thing was um, that all the birds were nesting, like, over the alligator pond. And it was, like, mm. nests. I would say, like, each tree had at least 20 nests in it. It was wild. And they were all, like, these exotic birds, like herons, spoonbills, like, these beautiful, majestic birds. And they were all had like babies and it was so cute, but I just kept thinking like if one of those babies falls out of the nest, that is a snack, a snack for an alligator and it will be snatched up. I wonder if that's why they do that. I'm sure that's what I was thinking. How high up would you say the nests were? Not very high up. Anywhere from like, yeah, or I'll I'll go metric here. Um, One and a half (laughs) meters. Wait, I was trying trying to trick you into saying like (laughs) as high as an alligator if it stands. Yeah, basically as high as an alligator can reach, just (laughs) above that, to to the top of a tree. 
And these birds, mind you, they could have flown away at any at any point. They weren't like in captive. This place had a lot of captive birds, but not not, not these, these ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they liked. I, I don't imagine. know why. I wonder if they. It might be because they like feed them really good food or something. But they were all nesting there. It's really strange. Yeah, yeah it's like that, isn't it? They must. Um, is like herons and stuff feed on fish. So I guess there's a lot of lake. Uh, you know, like there's a there. lot of alligator scraps, probably too. Yeah, it's probably alligator poo. You uh, think they eat the poo? I don't know. There's okay, so I'm many birds there, <laughs> and so many alligators. It's, the flies. It has to all be Maybe connected. they eat the I flies. Mean. There were oh, flies yeah. around alligators. Around the poo, there was. You just didn't see it. I didn't um, see any. All right. Well. <laughs> Yes, I think eight hours is a long way to drive. For us, that would be pretty much inconceivable. (laughs) No, I think Scotland, did we drive up there? We did not. But it would be, uh, that would be about six hours, I think. Um, So it'd be like to Scotland and back. And with traffic, it took us nine yesterday, so even worse. I love how you guys think like four hours is a lot, but then you fly into Charlotte. And we have to <laughs> spend four hours driving just to get you from the airport. Sarah I and Kelda, thank you for the well. hospitality. I'm going to leave you ladies to it. I do have to run. <laughs> nice okay, job. thank you for coming on, Simon. Lovely to oh, chat with you again. my pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> keep up the good work. Bye. Okay, ciao, ciao. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye, Simon. All right, let's well, reconnect. That was lovely. That was lovely. You like how I got that little Charlotte jab in there? Yeah. <laughs> I know. How do you need, uh, like, how would be the best way for us to get to your house? I wonder. Flying into Asheville, for sure. I, but it's so much more. It's no, really, it makes it's sense. It's expensive. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not always, so it's always worth checking, but it can be a lot more. Yeah, I think maybe there's a bus or what? Could you get No, a no, here? no. We'll no. keep picking you up. I will. I mean, I'm not going to... I won't volunteer Simon, though. <laughs> yeah, because he had to pick me up and then Gregor as well. Yeah, I felt a bit guilty about that. Um. um should we do the question though? Because yeah, let's, we, let's. That was lovely to have Simon on, but we gotta keep it going. Keep it moving. Um, I did not lose it this time, so that's good news. All right, here it is. Would either or both of you have left the commune if none of your other siblings had left? Take Ooh. it away. The cats have a lot to say about that. Uh, I believe I would have because a couple reasons. First of all, we didn't have a lot of contact with our siblings who had left. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like... So they used there used to be quite a large drive of like the people who have left are... Um, are bad to put it quite bluntly um mm-hmm. so like don't contact them like they're like it was it was kind of like they're not really your siblings anymore which obviously they still were but like do you know what i mean it was very yeah, um, yeah. it was it's like, like they had a, left it's like an excommunication almost like a disowning yeah, process and the idea was that you just concentrated on the people you were living with then. Um, Yeah, because the commune was our family. So, for example, when I did leave, I I did end up, I moved in with our older, oldest sister who's here. Um, So obviously there was that. But uh, I didn't really talk to, I mean, I think we did talk but like we didn't have a family whatsapp group for like the first two years after mm-hmm. i left so like we didn't have loads of communication um and i'm just saying all that because i think i 
I had it in my head. Like I had that same mindset in my head when we left. I had the same experience because like we left during the same era, I guess, um, of like thinking it was bad to talk to our siblings. Um, Because like basically we had had these like meetings when we were teenagers where they like would show the accounts of people online, like their Facebook accounts and <laughs> yeah, like shame so them. Weird. Yeah. It was so strange. Like it would be like slideshows of people's like online personas and they would just be like, Oh, they're so sinful. And so at the time it created like this big atmosphere of fear and like a bit of like, um, disgust for people who had left like and it really affected um my relationship with our other siblings who had left because i i it's kind of hard to pull yourself out of that mindset which you were forced to go into you know to survive in that world and then um and then to kind of like just feel separated from your siblings and you've been told not to really talk to them. Um, yeah, it took me like a couple years to start chatting with them regularly. Um, and I will shout out like our older sister because she left like, she's like 10 years older than me almost. Um, so she left when I was really young, like 10 and she would come back and visit, you know, a little bit. Um, I think like a few times and I just thought she was so cool and like her life was really cool and worldly. Um, and so I wanted, like, I do think that motivated me to leave. That was part of my motivation. Um, it definitely wasn't all of it, but it, it did influence me in that way. So that was really cool. Um, and, so, yeah, I don't know. I think I still would have left if our siblings hadn't. But um, I think it it did help to see, like, our older sister living this life of, like, travel and cool work, like, and just, you know, thinking, like, oh, that I would like that, too. So, like, yeah, I think both factors were involved. Mm, that's true. And for me, with... So I, I mean, it happened very fast when I, when I finally managed to like make the point that I needed to leave. Um, I did ask to leave quite a few times and was like told no, (laughs) which is fairly, um, sounds like, I don't know if it sounds bad or not, but like the fact of the matter is if they don't give you some support, it's very difficult. You can't really just walk off the property because you have no money, no resources Mm -hmm. at all. Um, So plus you learn that the world is like incredibly dangerous and scary. Yeah. But I'm just thinking because we lived in, there was only, so when I, where we grew up was like 300 people, but then I moved to this one in Florida, which was only about 20 people. So in theory, I could have walked off the property at any time, but can you imagine Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. you would have that, how would you even start? There would, it would be so hard. I mean, it would be, I would say impossible. So I was very fortunate um, that our older sister was able to take me in, but really at a week's notice, because I they were like, "Okay, go, mm, yeah, <laughs> here's a plane ticket," <laughs> and no one, no one had, no one called our sister. So luckily, I managed to call her, and I was like, um, "You know that I'm no way over there." Yeah, wait, she didn't even through. know. They didn't have, I think they'd called, but they left a message on the wrong, on like a different phone. Like it wasn't her phone anymore. So then I managed to get through with the actual phone and she was like, ah, okay. Um, (laughs) But it was very, like, she was very hospitable and I I moved in with them um, and was there for really quite a few years. Um, so that was lovely. Wow, so that like was wild. Was... I didn't know she didn't know you were coming. 
But imagine like it's someone calling you and being like, in a week, I'm going to come and live in your house. And that's um, it. That's like... <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> to be honest, if one of our siblings, like if one of our brothers did that, I would be like, yes, that's totally Yeah, of course fine. I would too. But... I don't have like you're gonna be on the sofa bed, and there is only one room in our house, so be warned. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would totally take them in, but yeah, it would be a bit of a shocker not to know. <laughs> like I would if they showed up. <laughs> if they showed up, I would. But it would be like wow. Um, would have been nice to like have some notice with that. <laughs> Yeah, and I would say notice from the community rather than like I wouldn't blame. Yeah, it's quite yeah, hard yeah. once you like it's not easy. Yeah, so they bought my ta- plane ticket, but that was mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah, I was on my own, and so like in that way, yes, having um, my older sister off the commune in a house made it like that much easier for me but Mm -hmm. it wasn't I definitely didn't make the decision around that I mean yeah I think ever since I finished high school I just wanted to experience how it would be um to Mm -hmm. live off the community and then um when I was in Florida I also you know was able you know I was growing up and I'd left the family so I was able to kind of start thinking about what I wanted from life and I I you know then I kept asking to leave and finally it happened but what about you like why why did you actually decide to leave kids uh yeah I basically like I lived kind of as like a single entity um on this other commune from our parents, kind of like you, but it was another one in New York um, for a year. And I was like, it was like so weird being like basically a commodity (laughs) and also being Mm -hmm. like pushed into this idea of like joining, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was really being pushed to like decide whether to like, be baptized into the commune or leave. Um, And I just didn't want to like commit my life to it, especially with all the, you know, I just felt very um, commoditized as like a young single woman is like, you're given all the tasks and then you're not given any like autonomy or any, um, decision-making power. So it's like quite a hard, unfair feeling position to be in. So I thought like, I just want to go um, make my own decisions essentially. And like, it's very sexist here. I think like the sexism got to me and the favoritism. Yeah. So then I was like, I just have to leave. I'm going crazy. And it was similar vibe. Like, <laughs> our dad, we're really indebted to the the family of uh, of our older sister, like her, to her husband and his brother, because it was his brother's family, his brother and his wife, and three kids that took me in. <laughs> and basically, mm. like, our parents had met them once at our sister's wedding. And called them and they were like, we're sending our daughter to you. <laughs> and they like had never met me. Um, but they were very gracious and took me in. Um, and I lived with them for a few months. And so, yeah, I mean, that was like a lifesaver. Because I don't know, you know, where else I would have gone. But yeah, yeah, it was a similar vibe. I got a plane ticket off your trot. It's really quite something. I mean, maybe we can talk more about this in another episode, but this whole idea of kind of dropping your like really ignorant kids off somewhere. At someone else's house. And I think they... Because I I think I was like quite... There's a lot of resources that you, you would need. I mean... Yeah. I was... Yeah, I don't know. It's quite something, isn't it? 
Um, yeah. But I left for similar reasons as well. I think like, like you said, the, like, I, to be honest, I wasn't like massive, like we worked so hard in Florida because we had this mm-hmm. business and we had to like support ourselves with this um, cleaning business. And for some reason, like none of the other businesses were doing that well. They had like a carpentry business as well. The guys they were run by the men and not the women. (laughs) But the cleaning business was like bringing in the big bucks to support everyone else. Um, But yeah, like I didn't mind the work, but I just knew in my head, like they would, they kind of kept like doing these I don't know, like going around and like trying to get everyone to join, like all the young people. But I was just like never, ever interested. I just knew I was out of there as fast Mm -hmm. as I could. Yeah, I never Um, even considered it either. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is now having our siblings, you know, there's four of us that have left the commune and it's such an amazing thing. Like I yeah, can't we're really, so yeah, if we didn't have each other, it would be, I mean, it's not even like we, we don't, you and me obviously don't live close, but it's not even that it's more just the emotional and the mental joy. And also like, um, Anger. stress relief is the wrong, <laughs> no, I'm trying to say like helping each other. Cause like it's no, really positive, do. but then it's yeah. also like you can kind of lighten someone's load by listening to them, hopefully. Um, yeah. 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 But, uh, so definitely more once we'd left, I think then a, a few in- years in, yeah, a few years in it came into play and now it's going to be Portugal 2023. Woohoo! Nightmare. So exciting. Nightmare. <laughs> Sarah is dreading it. <laughs> yeah, as I said in like the first pod, make sure you always live at least 500 miles away from all your siblings. <laughs> which I've been. It's funny. Which uh, one of our siblings is quite annoyed at me for saying that. yeah it's funny because like he's always like i wish we lived closer and then sarah's always like at least 500 miles (laughs) at least a different country or Um, as they would say 10 hours as the crow flies (laughs) (laughs) two shakes of lamb's tail Two shakes of a lamb's tail. I don't know why. I yeah, I'm gonna find some of those things. We can put them on Instagram. Americans yeah. measuring stuff in weird ways. Um, Before we go, I wanted to acknowledge that we're past the Friday of this last week, which is a big relief for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Easter is always quite a solemn time, which that's um, putting it mildly. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, those are there. I don't know. I I do, like, I want to respect the people who live there, but it is quite hard to be that solemn for that amount of time. It's quite hard for the kids, I would say. Like, that's who. Because, like, the, the adults choose that, and that's fine, and I can respect that. But, like... The kids did not yet choose that, and it's very solemn for them, <laughs> um, <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I remember. I still I remember. To... <laughs> what? Tell me. <laughs> we had this meeting quick. where, where like one of the doctors described how it would have felt on the cross which is very like this is so intense like and i'm not trying to be offensive here but as a kid it was like incredibly horrifying and then um this person fainted in the middle of this big (laughs) drama They just That's like so fell funny over. because I was just going to tell you about a time we used to. So, oh gosh, we used to like go and stand somewhere and like sing for hours. And 
Usually yeah, the yeah. weather was fairly cool, but one time we went and it was like really hot and the sun was beating down <laughs> and just everyone was just keeling over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with I remember that, all these fainting close. incidents. It's like yeah. so dramatic. <laughs> maybe we talk about that oh man someone once fell off the back of the bleachers just like (laughs) during a performance they just boop off the back oh no i fainted a lot there yeah it's that we were that age as well and then we were i think we were growing quite fast and maybe yeah and then getting the right nutrients Exactly. And then standing with your knees locked is not good either for hours. <laughs> you got to move those knees. Yeah. 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 Um, but we must close. <laughs> okay. Um, Cause it's getting long. Uh, but do you have a quick word of wisdom? Sure. Find a joy in every day. Oh, that's a do very you know- nice one. And that's it. I'm keeping it short. And eat a piece of fruit once in a while. So cheesy. No, that's a good one. Keep it at that. All right. Everyone have a lovely week and we will speak and we will hear from you, hopefully, and we will speak to you next week. And keep your eyes peeled for the Easter bunny hunt. Ciao, ciao. (laughs) Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.